السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته ان الحمد لله ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله يقول الله جل وعلا في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولًا سديدًا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم 
وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ أَعَذْنُ اللَّهُ وَإِيَّاكُمْ مِنْهَا أَجْمَعِينَ أما بعد Dear brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an مَا فَرَطْنَا فِي الْكِتَابِ مِنْ شَيْءٍ We have left nothing out of the book and in another verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us inna hadha al-qur'ana yahdi lillati hiya aqwam indeed this quran guides to what is most upright the quran therefore dear brothers and sisters is the foundation of guidance and light. All of the fundamentals of our ethics and uprightness are described in detail in the Qur'an, the Book of Allah. And so by reflecting upon the Book of Allah, the Qur'an, we come to understand the highest values to which Allah calls us. And today, insha'Allah ta'ala, we wish to fulfill the command of Allah ta'ala and reflect on just some of the meanings within the Qur'an concerning the quality of lying, of kathib. Dear brothers and sisters, lying, as you all know, is one of the worst sins. And lies lie at the root of most of the evil in the world. That is correct. Lies lie at the root of most of the evil in this world. Ask yourself, why do people wrong others? Why do they harm other people? Why do they oppress? It is because Behind every act of oppression, behind every zulm, is lying. Lying lies beneath the surface under every single act of oppression. And that is because most of the wrongs that people do to others are either because of the lies they tell themselves, or the lies told to them by other people. And people wrong others in so many ways, whether it is through slander or physical harm or abuse. And sometimes that is because people lie to themselves. They justify to themselves while they, while, why they are entitled to oppress others. They lie to themselves to justify why it's okay for them to wrong other people. They think that they're getting back at someone or defending themselves or defending their group. And they think that that other person is so bad that it's actually okay to harm them. And for these people, the lying comes before the zulm because they lie to themselves to justify their oppression of others. And for other people, they commit oppression, zulm against people because of lies told to them by other people. 
they're told this person is bad. He is my enemy. He is out to harm me. So I better get him before he gets me. Or I will get revenge for the wrong he did to me. But behind all of that zulm, dear brothers and sisters, are lies that he was made to believe. Lies he was told by other people. Therefore, when we look at the nature of lying, we see that most of the oppression and harm and wrongs that people do to others in this world has lies lurking behind them. Lies people tell themselves to justify wronging others or lies told to them by others then used as a justification to wrong other people. So people hurt other people because of false information that comes to them. Then there are people who wrong other people because they lie to themselves. So when we look at all the problems that lie between people, between families, between parents and children, between husbands and wives, and within societies, we find that lying is often at the root. Now in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that shaytan encourages lying. إِنَّمَا يَأْمُرُكُمْ بِالسُّوءِ وَالْفَحْشَاءِ وَأَن تَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ He says that shaytan only enjoins you to evil and immorality and that you say about Allah what you do not know. That's a lie. So he encourages lying. And Allah Ta'ala says about himself as a rhetorical question, وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ قِيلًا Who is truer in speech than Allah? صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ Who is truer in speech than Allah? Therefore, from this truest of speech, the Qur'an, we seek to explore the nature of lying and get a greater understanding of its problem. Because the more we know about it and its sources, the more we can spot it within ourselves and with, other, and with others, and the more we can combat it. So let us look at how Allah Ta'ala describes lying and liars in the Qur'an. If we do not know the Qur'anic foundation, we will fall for lies, and we will not spot it when we are lying to ourselves. The reality, dear brothers and sisters, is, is that even the worst of liars sometimes tell the truth. Who is the worst liar? The worst liar is, of course, none other than shaytan, Iblis himself, alayhi la'natullah. He is the arch liar, the arch deceiver. Yet sometimes he tells the truth. In the Qur'an, Allah Ta'ala mentions verses where shaytan affirms his belief in Allah, where he affirms his belief in the day of judgment and the ultimate destiny. So he sometimes says the truth. And in the very lengthy hadith of Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu, he had this encounter as he was guarding the Baytul Mal and a figure was trying to steal from the Baytul Mal. It turned out to be shaytan himself in a physical form. 
who taught him something. And Abu Huraira went to confirm this with the Prophet wasallam, And he confirmed it. And he confirmed it by saying, Sadaqa wa huwa kathub. He spoke the truth, although he is a very intense liar. So even shaitan sometimes tells the truth. Likewise, people who are truthful sometimes lie. But it's not usually a direct lie. Usually it's because they are sharing a lie that they think is true. A lie that was told to them by others that they believe is true, that they go on to spread. Now when we go into the book of Allah, Al-Qur'an Al-Kareem, and we explore the theme of lying or liars, we find words like kathib and words like iftira. And we go into the Qur'an, we find the word al-kathib with the definite article, al-kathib. And then we have the indefinite, kathibun. And we have kathab and verbs like yakthibun and yukathibun. So we should reflect on all of these. And today we just want to reflect on one of those, al-kathib with the definite article. And we start this by reflecting on the hadith of Hudayfa radiyallahu anhu. Why do we look at negative things? Shouldn't we focus on something more positive? And the answer is that ultimately this is positive. Because we have in the hadith of Sayyidina Hudayfa bin Yaman radiyallahu anhu, he says, كَانَ النَّاسُ يَسْأَلُونَ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَنِ الْخَيْرِ وَكُنْتُ أَسْأَلُهُ عَنِ الشَّرِّ the people, he said, used to ask the Messenger of Allah وسلم, about the good things. But I would ask him about evil for fear of it catching me. He would ask about the bad things and the evil so he could watch out for them. So to avoid it, we reflect on it. So the first verse in the Quran that mentions the word al-kathib with the alif and lam with a definite article lam ta'rif is in surah ali imran in the third chapter of the quran and in this verse allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa min ahli al-kitab man in ta'manhu bi qintarin yu'addihi ilayk wa minhum man in ta'manhu bi dinarin la yu'addihi ilayk illa ma dumta alayhi qa'ima ذَٰلِكَ بِأَنَّهُمْ قَالُوا لَيْسَ عَلَيْنَا فِي الْأُمِّيِّينَ سَبِيلٌ وَيَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ In this verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that there are some people from Ahlul Kitab, the people of the book, who if entrusted with a qintar, a massive quantity of gold, they would readily return it if it was entrusted to them. Yet there are others among them who if entrusted with just a single coin would not repay it unless you constantly demand it. That is because they say, We are not accountable for exploiting the Gentiles. And so they attribute lies to Allah knowingly. Where is their lie? The lie 
is in their claim that they are not accountable for exploiting the Gentiles, meaning those who are other than them. Because in their view, it was them, the Yahud, against everyone else. And so Allah Ta'ala says that among them you have people with that attitude. So we have to ask ourselves, are there people among Muslims who have the same viewpoint? Are there Muslims who think that it's okay to lie to non-Muslims? Who think that it's okay to exploit non-Muslims because we're the Muslims and they're the kuffar and all, no holds barred. Allah Ta'ala is not just telling us the behavior of some of them in the past. He is also warning us from behaving in the same way and thinking that it's okay to deceive the other because they're not from us. But what's so amazing about this verse and what's so shocking about this verse is how Allah describes them doing this, lying against Allah knowingly. وَيَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ They say a lie about Allah. وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ And they know. Are there people who tell lies about Allah while they know they are lying? Allah answers that question and tells us yes. When we look in Surah Al-Baqarah, we find the exact same thing. In Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah Ta'ala says to the believers, أَفَتَطَمَعُونَ أَنْ يُؤْمِنُوا لَكُمْ وَقَدَ كَانَ فَرِيقٌ مِّنْهُمْ يَسْمَعُونَ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ يُحَرِّفُونَهُ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا عَقَلُوهُ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ He says, do you believers still expect them to be true to you, though a group of them would hear the words of Allah and knowingly alter it, knowingly corrupt it after understanding it? Allah affirms this once more. They do it and they know they're lying. In Surah Al-Zumar, Allah Ta'ala tells us the exact same thing. فَمَنْ أَظْلَمُ مِنْ مَنْ كَذَبَ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَكَذَّبَ بِالصِّدْقِ إِذْ جَاءَ أَلَيْسَ فِي جَهَنَّمَ مَثْوًا لِلْكَافِرِينَ Who does more wrong than those who lie about Allah and reject the truth after it has come to them? Is not hell a fitting home for the disbelievers? Subhanallah. The Quran has a very deep analysis of the human condition. Allah is telling us that people choose falsehood even though they know it is wrong. There are some people who knowingly choose falsehood. They know it's false. They know it's a lie, but they choose it anyway. We go into the Qur'an and we see that Iblis says that he is superior to Adam because he was created of fire and Adam was created of clay. He is arrogant and prideful and as a result Allah Ta'ala ejects him from the angelic presence and tells him of his destination in the hell, hellfire. Now you would think that if a figure like shaitan would express this kind of arrogance and then be told that he is ejected from the angelic presence and that he will go to hell, you would think that someone in a similar position might stop. They might stop and say, uh, Astaghfirullah. 
Oh Allah, forgive me. I have overstepped the bounds. I acknowledge that what I did was wrong. You would think that someone might do that once they receive that divine threat. But no. Shaytan knows exactly where he is going. But he is so arrogant, so stubborn, so full of himself that he embraces falsehood while knowing it is false. What a condition to be in. Now maybe you hear that and you think to yourself, well, that's Iblis, that's Shaytan himself. Could that be among human beings too? Allah answers that question in the Qur'an. And He tells us that yes, this quality exists among human beings as well. There are human beings who knowingly embrace falsehood and who knowingly accept the consequence of hell as long as they don't have to admit to the truth. And we find that in Surah Al-Anfal, Allah Ta'ala conveys to the Prophet ﷺ and the Sahaba the kinds of du'as that Quraysh were making in their rejection. And he tells us that they said, وَإِذْ قَالُوا اللَّهُمَّ إِنْ كَانَ هَذَا هُوَ الْحَقَّ مِنْ عِنْدِكَ فَأَمْطِرْ عَلَيْنَا حِجَارَةً مِنَ السَّمَاءِ they would say, O oh Allah, if this is the truth from you, meaning what the Prophet ﷺ brings, if this is the truth from you, then rain down upon us stones from the heaven or bring us a painful punishment. What is their lisanul hal, their state? It's like they're saying, Hell is right in front of me. No problem. I still won't accept what you're saying. How do you treat that kind of nafs? How do you treat that kind of ego? It's nearly impossible. These were a people who would rather accept hell than admit that the Prophet ﷺ is true and submit to the revelation he brought. Why? They were so stubborn because they couldn't have a share of that honor. So they chose to reject it while knowing it is true. It's as if they wish to be partners with Allah in choosing who is going to be the final messenger. And it's not the one they want. So they would rather go to hell than accept that it is with him and not with anyone else. Dear brothers and sisters, we have to really understand the Qur'anic narrative and how he describes the nature of lying. And we have to also train ourselves to submit to ma'rifa and haqiqah, to submit to true knowledge, to submit to truth, that if something is true, it is true, even if it goes against our desires. The truth is truth, even if it goes against my desires. Even if it goes against my inclinations, even if it goes against my feelings, even if it goes against my tribe, or my group, or my jama'ah, whoever or whatever, that is the reality. Moving into the next verse, in which Allah Ta'ala mentions Al-Kathib, Bilam Ta'rif, the definite article, lying. 
it is also in Surah Ali Imran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this chapter, وَإِنَّ مِنْهُمْ لَفَرِيقًا يَلْوُونَ أَلْسِنَتَهُمْ بِالْكِتَابِ لِتَحْسَبُوهُ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَمَا هُوَ مِنَ الْكِتَابِ وَيَقُولُونَ هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ وَمَا هُوَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ وَيَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبَ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ He says in this verse, there are some people among them who distort the book with their tongues to make you think that this distortion is in fact from the book, but it is not what the book actually says. And they say, this is from Allah, when in reality it is not from Allah. وَيَقُولُونَ عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبِ And they say lies about Allah, they attribute lies about Allah, وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ Their state is they know that they are attributing lies. Now when you go further into this chapter, Allah Ta'ala tells us more about this line. And he says, كُلُّ الطَّعَامِ كَانَ حِلَّ لِبَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ إِلَّا مَا حَرَّمَ إِسْرَائِيلُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ مِنْ قَبْرِ أَن تُنَزَّلَ التَّوْرَاتِ قُلْ فَأْتُوا بِالتَّوْرَاتِ فَتُلُوهَا إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that all food was lawful for Banu Israel, except for what Ya'qub made unlawful for himself. Before the Torah was revealed, then Allah Ta'ala says, Say to them, O Prophet, say, Bring forth the Torah and read it if your claims are true. Then he says, فَمَنْ افْتَرَى عَلَى اللَّهِ الْكَذِبَ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ Whoever invents a lie against Allah after that, then they are from the ظَالِمُونَ The wrongdoers, the oppressors. Here again we see that link between lying and ظُلْم, oppression and wrongdoing. One leads to the other. Allah Ta'ala says, those people who are lying about Allah Ta'ala, they are ظالمون. They lie about Allah Ta'ala and then they oppress other people. There is a connection, therefore, between lying and wronging other people. Now going further into the Qur'an, we see another verse that does not mention Al-Kathib with a definite article, but it talks about a kind of lying. And it's the lying that we do to ourselves. In this verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, أَلَمْ تَرَى إِلَى الَّذِينَ يُزَكُّونَ أَنفُسَهُمْ بَلِ اللَّهُ يُزَكِّ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَلَا يُظْلَمُونَ فَتِيلًا He says, have you not seen those who falsely elevate themselves? Rather, it is Allah who elevates whomever He wills, and none will be wronged even by the width of the thread on a date stone. The word here in the Qur'an, dear brothers and sisters, is called tazkiyah. There's a good tazkiyah and there's a bad tazkiyah. The good tazkiyah, of course, is the purification of the self, of removing the bad habits and the sins and adorning the self with praiseworthy qualities and character. That's the good tazkiyah. But in this verse, Allah Ta'ala is not talking about the good tazkiyah. He is talking about the bad tazkiyah. And the bad tazkiyah is 
falsely elevating oneself. And that is a kind of lie where the person lies to themselves and then lies to others about the virtues that they don't really have, but they claim for themselves. This is the person who says, I am righteous, I am pious, I am muttaqi, I am salih, I am sadiq, I am mukhlis. They are using these terms to falsely elevate themselves. And this is a kind of lie. They lie to themselves and then they lie to others. Now there's a difference, of course, between a person who does that and a person who says just merely exonerating themselves. I did not wrong you. I didn't do that, or that wasn't my intention, that was a mistake, but I didn't intentionally do that. You know, in these cases, you're defending yourself against an accusation. That's not the negative teskiyah. The negative teskiyah mentioned in this verse is for a person to give themselves virtues they don't have. It doesn't mean that you don't say, I am a Muslim, or I love my children. No. It is the taskiyah of arrogance, thinking that you are purer and better than others. It is a lie that we tell ourselves and then tell others. And we see this in Muslim spaces, in real life and online. People who have this attitude. We are good and they are all evil. We are pious and they are corrupt. They follow their desires, but we follow the haqq. And that might be true in some circumstances, but why would one be so full of themselves to say it proudly? How sure are they of this fact? Now the question we have to ask ourselves is, obviously we may disagree with people. We may critique ideas and groups and concepts and so on. If we critique people and groups and wrong ideas, are we bigging ourselves up by saying that we're better? Maybe, but not necessarily. But if we criticize other people or other groups in such a way that we utterly dehumanize them and refuse to discuss with them and have a civil discourse, we just want to crush them, then maybe we are doing taskiyah of ourselves in the wrong way. It's not tazkiyah in the wrong way to say, I believe that this is haq, truth, and I believe that is batil or false. But it could be the negative tazkiyah if the person is unwilling to share that truth. And if that person doesn't desire it for others and doesn't try to spread it in a way that is not with arrogance and looking down on those people. Dear brothers and sisters, the life of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, was and is about truth. It was and is about truth. Seeking the truth, speaking the truth, embodying the truth, calling to the truth, defending the truth, and being truth. And the Prophet expects that from his ummah. He expects us to embody those virtues. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from the sadiqeen and allow these Quranic teachings to 
permeate our souls and impact our character. بِخَيْرٍ وَلُطْفٍ وَعَافِيَةٍ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّحِيمِينَ يَا رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ الحمد لله رب العالمين حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيك ما يحب ربنا ويرضاه والصلاة والسلام الأتمان الأكملان المتلازمان على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وبعد Dear brothers and sisters The Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم الصادق الأمين commands his ummah to be people of truth. The reason why the message of Islam, the message of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah resonated with those hundreds, then those thousands, then those tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, and then those millions is because the conduit of the message was beautiful and pure. The vessel conveying the message of La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah was a pure vessel. So when those people heard it, they could not reject it on the basis of character. They could only reject it on the basis of juhud, of obstinance and stubbornness. So if we as members of the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wish to be conduits and vessels for this beautiful way of Islam to spread and touch souls, then we have to check ourselves. People often ask, why are people the way they are? Why are they like this and like that? Why are they so proud? Why are they so arrogant? Why are they so stubborn? Why are they so obstinate? And have we not considered that maybe it's because the vessel, the conduit, is not pure. If we lie, cheat, and steal, if we deceive other people, why would those people take what we say if we are dishonest to them and others in our lives and dealings? I leave you, dear brothers and sisters, with a very powerful and frightening Hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wasallam, who says, "Alaykum bi-sidq, fa inna sidq yahdi ila al-bir, wa inna al-bir yahdi ila al-janna, wa ma yazal al-rajul yastuq wa yatahara sidq, hatta yuktab inda Allah sidqa, wa iyaakum wal-kathib." فَإِنَّ الْكَذِبَ يَهْدِي إِلَى الْفُجُورِ وَإِنَّ الْفُجُورَ يَهْدِي إِلَى النَّارِ وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلَ لَيَكْذِبُ وَيَتَحَرَّ الْكَذِبُ حَتَّى يُكْتَبَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ كَذَّابًا He says, صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم, عليكم بالصدق عليكم, here is a command. You must speak the truth. You must hold to the truth. عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ صِيَغِ الْأَمْرِ It's a command. You must speak the truth. Why? Because he says, صِدْقُ Truthfulness 
leads to birr, piety, goodness, and uprightness. And that piety and goodness leads to Jannah. It is the guide to the path to paradise. If a person wants the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala, then this is the path. It starts with truthfulness. Then that leads to piety. And the piety leads to Jannah. That is the path. Then the Prophet Sallallahu says, a person will speak the truth. They don't just speak the truth, but they proactively seek the truth as well. They proactively seek it out. Yani this tahari, where they proactively look for truth and look to embrace truth. They take it upon themselves to seek truth and to embody truth, not just blindly follow and pass it on. This is the person who seeks guidance, who asks the right questions, who seeks and pursues truth for the sake of truth, no matter where it leads. And they continue to do that until they are written as a truthful person. May Allah Ta'ala make us among them with goodness, with well-being and benevolence. Ameen. That is the first part of this hadith. In the second part, after giving the command, the Prophet Sallallahu says, وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالْكَذِبُ Beware of lying. And this is called tahdir. It is a warning. I warn you. For lying, he says, leads to fujur. What is fujur? Fujur is evil, transgression, and corruption. Remember we said in the first khutbah that behind every act of oppression, behind every zulm is a lie we either tell ourselves or is told to us by others. Here it is confirmed in the words of the Prophet ﷺ. He says, beware of lying because lying leads to corruption, evil, transgression, oppression. Lying is behind it. And fujur leads to hell. It is what takes a person to hell. We have a clear path to Jannah and a clear path to hell. The path to Jannah is Sidq, leading to righteousness, leading to Jannah. And the path to hell is lying, leading to corruption and evil, leading to the hellfire. And then the Prophet ﷺ says, this person, the liar, will lie. Just as he said about the truthful person, they are proactive in lying, meaning they they don't just tell lies here and there, what people call white lies, when they're put in a tight spot. No, they get to a point where they seek it out. They pursue it. They look for it proactively. They look for any situation to perpetuate a lie because their nafs has grown accustomed to pushing falsehood. That's the end state. Until that person is written in the sight of Allah as a liar. Not just as a kathib, but as a kathab, a perpetual liar, a constant liar. And this is what is so frightening, dear brothers and sisters, because it says, 
hatta yuktaba indallahi kadhaba until that person is written in the sight of Allah as a liar to be considered a liar in the sight of Allah is a devastating reality to meet Allah and be told that anta kadhab that is a devastating reality that is the life of the person whose life is filled with lying slander gossip falsehood dishonesty deception fraud cheating you name it that is the path and that is where it leads to may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deliver us from that and may he make us of those within the first portion the first half of this hadith those who embrace sidq who look for truthfulness who are proactive in truthfulness and whose truthfulness leads them to piety and whose piety by allah's mercy leads them to the gardens of paradise ameen rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adhab an-nar allahumma salli ala sayidina muhammadin abdika wa rasulika an-nabiyil ummi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim tasliman kathira bi qadri azamati dhatika fi kulli waqtin wa hin subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin وقوموا إلى صلاتكم يرحمكم الله